Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik, our daily limit of Messiah Sashon. We are up to day 50. Baruch Hashem. Shechina Vikimana Vigyan of Manazah. 50 is a big number. Noon 15 and Sharm of Chachma. High levels of, of, of wisdom that hopefully we are reaching and internalizing as we go through our, our journey of Messiah Sashon. Previously on Hachzeik, we were talking about that not just the sin itself of Arias, of the of forbidden relations, is Asr, but even the things around it of all the senses. We discussed touching, and we discussed looking. Today we're going to discuss speaking and listening, which are basically within the same category, if you think about it, two sides of the same coin. And then we're going to end off with thinking, which is a really, really big sugya, which we'll talk about a little bit. Vitamus das charm. In reference to the different senses that are also forbidden to to utilize in reference to in for, um, forbidden relations. Weiter, we discussed already, like we said, touching and seeing, action and vision. But beyond that, there's also, there's a znus, there's an immorality of the mouth and the ear. To talk about inappropriate lewd things or to listen to such things. Chazal, in Vayikarab, in the Medrash, cried out like a kruchya, like a crane, already telling us how um, how this is included in the Yisr. In the, the Pasuk in Sefer Devarim says, let him not see ervas davar, literally, ervas davar means a, a, a thing that is immoral among you. Ervas dibur, so the Medrash over there in Vayikarab says, read it also as ervas davar, it could be understood as ervas dibur, meaning erva in speech, in dibur, words. This is Nibopah, the, the Isser of lewd speech, of inappropriate speech. By, by doing so, Rabbi Yonah discusses that by, by having, speaking inappropriately, it, it, it decreases and makes someone lose their shame, it, it removes levels of modesty, and we know that Kali Yisrael is Rechmanim, Bashanim, Gomlechatsadim, it's against Kali Yisrael's nature, and we are, part of our identity is people that have shame, that are modest, and to speak in, about inappropriate things, and we'll get to, even as a joke, it removes our, our shame in it and takes away from our, our, our true, pure identity as Yed Vamru. It also says in Gemar Shabbos, when it comes to speaking inappropriate things, new troubles, difficulties come to life, come to your life. And young men of the Soneim Shal Yisrael, it's a euphemism for actually, so I don't want to say so terribly that the young Yidin uh, would pass away. But, and young men of the enemies of Israel, i.e. the Eden themselves, will die. Amr Od. It says further there, in Shemos, I'm sorry, in the Gemara Shabbos, call him in Nabil Piv, anyone who speaks inappropriately and lewdly, ma'amikim lo Gehenim. Gehenim is deepened for them. It says the Mishle, right there over there. The Gemara is, of course, the Apostle Mishle, a deep pit is for the mouth that speaks aberrantly. It's a big word. I imagine it means lewdly, or evilly, badly. Disgustingly. And they continue there. They And they give an example. Everyone knows why Kala is going to the Chuppah. We know Chas and Kala coming together is, is for an ultimate goal of Peruvo. But anyone who perverts his mouth and actually speaks that out and says, like, oh yeah, you know what's going on tonight. What's going on with this Chas and Kala? Obviously, that's extremely inappropriate. And Afilu Gizar Din Shal Shivim Shanal Tova. Even if someone has a gazera, a beautiful gazera of 70 years of good life, and we know that, that 70 years is a, is, 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 a, is a long life, is a full life in today's, in today's years, in today's lifespans. And even if someone had a gazera that they would have a beautiful 70 years of life, of goodness, 
it could be re- totally reversed for evil, for bad for the person. Even in casual conversation, like we discussed yesterday, between a man and his wife, we quoted the, the Mishnah and Avos of Altar Besicha Misha, and the Mishnah over there says explicitly that it's referring to a man and his wife. Meaning, even those, those conversations need to have a certain level of purity. So even those conversations, those are counted and at the end of days, at the end of our life, when it comes to our judgment, it's included in the overall judgment. Don't think that, oh, you could speak however you want to your wife because, okay, that's someone you're allowed to be intimate and personal with, so you can just joke inappropriately and say inappropriate things with them. No, even that is, is considered when it comes to our, our, our Yamadin. And also, so we spoke about speaking, what about listening? It also says about the, the evil of, of listening to such speech as well. Gemara Shabbos continues over there. Even someone that hears these inappropriate things and is quiet and doesn't protest, also he has the, the depth of Gehenna is even deeper for that person. Mishlein says, the scorned of Hashem will fall there. All right. So we see here that all the senses need to be absolutely pure and clean from znus, from lewdness, from immorality, from inappropriate and, and, and uh, forbidden relations, and anything related to it. So now, you, the Gemara B'chal, as, as he does, typically does, which is wonderful, he, he answers the question that we're all thinking. We're saying, if someone's going to whisper to you, because so only, only someone would whisper this, because it's chos, but to, to even to, to say such a thing, because I think it's, it's, the answer is obvious, but he's, he, specifically, he uses the question of, someone's going to whisper to you. What's the whole purpose of not speaking inappropriately? It's not the speech itself that's an issue. No, it's the fact that it's going to bring someone to do to do a terrible sin. He speaks about immoral things. He'll do something immoral. And he's talking specifically about someone who's a bal taiva. His, his, his blood's on fire. Because through speaking about it, it's going to bring increase his desire. And he'll come to commit the actual sin. Someone's a stand-up comic, and he just makes inappropriate jokes. Or not even stand-up comic, just talking amongst their friends, just making making inappropriate jokes. Locker room talk. It's, it's, it's of no significance. It's not a big deal at all. He doesn't have to be concerned about it. He says this to you. You tell him, This is the Yitzhahara speaking. We have a proof from Chazal, Gemar and Shabbos, that we said earlier. The sin of lewd speech causes new troubles to arise and chas from young men to die. The Pasuk says fully, Therefore, Hashem will not rejoice over their young men, and you shall, maybe referring to Kalisrael, there, but referring to Kalisrael, and you shall not pity their orphans and widows, for they are all flattery and evil, and every mouth utters indecency. Pasuk in Yeshaya, the Gemara and Shabbos quotes. So, when talking about how Hashem is going to turn away from us, from Kal Yisrael, and not rejoice over us. He made low hiskar kasevazeh, low avodazara, low gilirayz, low shvichasav. And the pasuk over there is not talking about terrible sins like gilirayz, shvichasav, avodazara, murder, actual gilirayz, immoral acts, uh, forbidden relations, or or, uh, or or idolatry. It doesn't say that as the reason that Hashem is not going to rejoice over us and, and he's gonna, He may forsake us. Alachanufa v'loshen hara v'nivopeh. What's it talking about? Chanufa, which is flattery for evil people. Lashon hara, evil speech, and nilopet, inappropriate lewd speech. Or if you notice, these are all in reference to sins that are done with speech, with their mouth. And on that, the gazera goes out. Hashem will not rejoice over us, over men, and Hashem won't have pity even on the orphans and widows, which normally Hashem has the most pity for. 
The truth is, that inappropriate lewd speech is actually erva. It's an act of the mouth of erva. And it's only usur as an inherent usur form of immorality itself, of the actual act itself. Just like every other um, Indian that we discuss when it comes to morality, like speaking and hearing and listening and seeing. Chutz miguvo shalmaisa, even if it's aside from the actual act itself. Shafa bishain bahem kare, so it means the space, and even though there is a clear distinction, when someone does the act of immorality itself with someone that they're forbidden to, their chid kare, which is one of the worst, the worst punishments someone can get, um, or there isn't even misas based in, for, for, for doing these, these other things of, of, of looking or touching, thinking. Unserveim israasmum. They're still forbidden themselves. They're, they're inherently, they themselves are a, 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 a forbidden thing. Aside from the fact that they could also lead to the forbidden act itself. Similar to what we discussed by the Nazar earlier, which is really the really source for this whole idea of Chazal coming and putting up these gedarim for us, these fences for us, that the Gezeros are considered mamish part of the Isra itself. Same thing by, by, that the Torah tells us itself. Midoraisa, the Torah tells us by Nazar that he can't even eat grapes or raisins. Um, because because of the issue of wine, it's not that oh don't eat them only because maybe you'll come to that thing, but just eating them itself is not really a big deal. No, no, the, eating eating grapes, eating raisins itself, touching, looking, thinking, eat, those things themselves, they themselves are are an issue. They're an issue. They're a prohibition themselves. It's not just a maybe you may, you may come to something else. So even the lotion that I'm saying of like the gedarim, the fences that they put up, even that is not fully describing in its in its totality what these things are. These things are issues themselves. They're not just merely a fence. Beautiful. So now let's talk about machshava. We haven't really talked about machshava yet, but we spoke about we spoke about seeing, touching, speaking, listening. Now let's talk about thought. This is the deepest. This is the, this is the, possibly the most challenging. When it comes to machshava, the, the inappropriate thoughts we already discussed. In Abayshalanu, in this price that the entire sefer is based on from a bichasman yair, v'nishmart and mikol davarga, we have to guard ourselves, we have to watch ourselves from any evil thing. Shelo yahar adam bayom v'chulei. The chasra shalom, someone, as Gemara in Vodazar discusses this and quotes this pasuk from Sefer Devarim, that someone shouldn't think inappropriate thoughts by day, v'chulei, and then come to impurity at night. Bamer od and he also says in Gemara Yuma, yehuri avera kasha meavera. Simple thoughts, thinking, thinking about sin, is even worse. More severe than the Avera itself. How can that be? Mikramaliu. Pasuk says this explicitly in Mishlei. Tovash Hashem, Machshavosra. The Toeva Hashem, the abomination of Hashem, are evil thoughts, are bad thoughts. Whoa! Even worse than the Avera itself? Okay, so let's unpack this a little bit. Art school under here on the bottom goes through three different explanations of how the the Machshava itself could be worse than is worse than, than the sin itself. So we're gonna go zip through that um, at a high level. Um, and then I want to also mention something from Chaim Velozhin on the bottom too, which is which is very important. Um, so first of all, first of all, okay. So Chaim Velozhin points out to us, just so we don't get too ahead of ourselves, realize the sin isn't that the thought comes into your head, right? We don't have control over that, typically. I mean, obviously, yes, someone can put themselves in a position and never expose themselves to anything, having anything to do with any inappropriate thing, so then there's obviously less likely a chance that their mind will automatically have a thought. But the the thoughts that could enter our head, it's out of our control. It's from Hashem. Our, our avoda, our job is to not grab onto it, to not pay attention to it, but to rather not focus on it and, and, and ignore that. And, and, you know, through 
um, different, you know, mindfulness exercises of agreeing and redirecting. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I hear, but I'm, I'm choosing not to focus on that. I'm focusing on this, right? We have to become mind masters. We have to learn how to train ourselves to, to control our own thoughts and realize our thoughts that we discussed before as the thought comes in, see it for what it is and then decide whether it's something that I want to address or something that I want to push away. And in this case, we're talking about things that you certainly want to push away. You do not want to grab onto things at all. You want to run from them. Fine. Now let's talk about how is it possible that the thought itself could be worse than the sin itself? So a few things here. First, our our mind is, the, the, Rambam, the Rambam says, quoting Urbina Bakya, our mind is our most important tool, our important asset. Um, much more, because everything comes from here, right? It, it, it drives our entire avoda, our entire uh, motivation and thought process and clarity to be able to serve Hashem properly, to learn Hashem's Torah, to daven to Hashem, to speak to our fellow men and women in a proper way. It all comes from our mind, right? So to misuse that, that, that gets us the worst thing. It's such a pure, important tool, limb of ours, that we, 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 we don't even want to enter into it anything inappropriate. Okay, that's one idea. Another idea brought from the Rechaim is that while the Misa itself, right now, it, it, it'll satisfy you, right? Um, but right afterwards, you're going to feel terrible and you're not going to have any desire for it, right? But with a thought, the thought can never end. You can always think more. It's like thinking about the vacation. You're thinking about the excitement of anticipation of going on the vacation and all the things you're going to do and how amazing it's going to be. But once you actually do the vacation and it's over, there's no more fantasy. There's no more. So a fantasy can, can be limitless. But the act itself is not so. So that's another way that the thought is even worse and graver sin than the sin itself. And then also, some a, a, a small sin done many, 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 many times, i.e. thinking, is it, is it calls it a minor sin, repeatedly is more severe than a, a terrible sin that's only committed once. Okay, so we're not saying this is a minor sin, but it is the point, point being that Doing it again and again and again and again, because again, you can think about this over and over and over again, is, is worse than just doing one thing bad at one time. And then finally, just to cap it off, the Mishnah Brua is also quoted on the bottom here, fascinating, Chiddush, to me at least, that the inappropriate thoughts are so bad that normally it's an Isser to think in Torah when you're in the bathroom. But the Mishnah, Mishnah Brua says that if for some reason Hashem finds himself stuck with inappropriate thoughts in the bathroom, then even in the bathroom, they're allowed to think of Torah thoughts in order to can distract their mind from those thoughts, as, as uh, Ben Nachman says, and I think others have, dis have discussed similar ideas, but Ben Nachman is one that I heard most talking about this, the idea that our mind can only think of one thing at a time. So when we run into a problem, we're thinking about something that we don't want to be thinking about, that we shouldn't be thinking about. So thinking about something else, thinking about something else, and really focusing on that will automatically push it out of your mind. When you tell someone not to think about something, then all they're going to do is think about that. If I tell you, don't think about pink elephants. So the first thing you think about is a big elephant, but I just told you not to think about that, right? So it's thinking about something else, and immediately you're not going to think about that thing. And just to, to, to wrap it up, this whole idea of machshava, another reason um, from just my own, you know, learnings and what I picked up over the years, it's similar to the, what, the, what the, the Ramban was saying about how it's the most important asset, but, but why is it the most important asset, and why is it such a powerful tool of ours? Because one way of looking at it is, you know, you can use your hands and reach only so far, right? You can arm's length. Also, you can take something and throw it, right? You can only throw something so far, right? Um, you can see, you can also see pretty far. You can see farther than you can throw, right? And you can hear also, maybe even farther than you can see, right? Depending on the, the topography. Um, all these things have very far-reaching impact when you use those faculties, those senses, chas in a bad way. It could have a destructive impact in very far-reaching places. 
And also, obviously, the opposite of it in a good way. If you use it in the proper way, then you can have a very positive and, and constructive impact in in a proximity, either close or far to you, as however far the, that sense can reach. When it comes to your thought, though, your thought is... You, you could be sitting here and thinking about Eretz Yisrael on the other side of the world. And where your thought is, where your head is at, that's where that's where you are. That's, that's where you are. That's where you're... Where your mind is at, that's where you are. That's why, you know, sometimes we have to say Tzvil Sederach because we've traveled all over the place. So I think that could be another reason why, and maybe a little deeper explanation of what the Ramban is saying here, that is our most important faculty. Why? Because it is so far-reaching. It is so impactful. And when a tool can have so much impact, then it has to be used very, very, very carefully. You have to make sure not to tarnish it, not to use it, not to corrupt it, to dirty it, because then whatever schmutz is on that, that tool that you're using, and then you take that tool and you use it to reach very far away places, that means you could mamish find yourself in very far away places in here, and that's what we want to avoid. So, Baruch Hashem, we went through all the diff- all these different senses when it comes to the the immorality um, of Znus, of, of Gilirais, and we've learned that not only is it inappropriate to look at the touch, but even to speak and to listen is inappropriate too, because it removes our shame, it's, it's, it's not good, and it's an explicit in Chazal, and, and possibly the worst of all, is the thought, and that's the, and the hardest of all. That's something that we should work on in Halabai. We should be zochet to, to work on our mind, to work on our thoughts, to become a mind master, and to be able to see those thoughts as they come in and not grab onto them and know which thoughts to push away with absolute success so we have pure minds and pure hearts to serve Hashem properly. L'chaim didn't have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shir by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shir, please visit hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.